Here we go. So last time in our synth series, we talked about tuning. We messed with global tuning. We messed with pitch bend. We messed with all sorts of little little tuning things. So now we're going to sort of expand that idea. We're going to talk about voices and mono versus stereo. Have you ever looked at a synth and someone's like, oh, that's a mono synth. You can't play chords on that thing. And you're like, what? What does that mean? Well, we're going to talk about that. Um, we're going to get into it. Uh, and hopefully make help you make use of yet another tool in the Tune Shed. Hey everybody, welcome to the Tune Shed, the workshop for everything music, history, theory, creative process, you name it. We're here to become better music listeners, better creators, and better music lovers. I'm your host, Make Blurry, and I'm here with my dear childhood friend and professional musician, Marty Gray. What's good, Marty? <laughs> Yo, I, I bought a, um, a Stratocaster. No, I bought a Telecaster yesterday. I almost bought a Stratocaster. Look at this. Woof. That thing is pretty. I love it. Ooh. Gorgeous. I'm sorry. I should have bought a Strat. No, I shouldn't have. I loved it. I had a Strat in front of me and a Tele and a Les Paul and a Gibson all in front of me. Mm. And I was playing them and the guy was like, you just you just have to buy what feels good in the hands, brother. You got to get about what feels good in the hands. And I was like... Man, I know that the Telecaster is like the country guitar. Hmm. I've heard that before. It's like the the sweet, like twangy, like smooth guitar. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm gonna make great sounds with it, like great, awesome, clean stuff. Yeah. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna get it. The guy was like, I think that's a good call, bro. <laughs> 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 he was, <laughs> he was very encouraging. I, was... I get the feeling that he would have said that no matter what your choice was, but he also is probably right. <laughs> yeah, I think he is. I mean, I, I, I went in there and I was like, I'm going to buy a guitar today because I have so much store credit, and so I'm walking out of here with a guitar. <laughs> you know what I mean? So he already made the sale. He just yeah. had to guide me. <laughs> That's nice, man. Congrats. That's it's always fun to get a new instrument, and then you gotta you give it all the time and all the love, and it's exciting and yeah. Yeah, bro. New I couldn't juice. play my uh, PRS in tune. Speaking of tuning, um, it was too gummy. Like whenever I pressed too hard on the on the string, it would go out mm. of tune. Um, oh. Which just speaks to my art. I just suck. I can't play good. Get like, I don't have the touch, bro. I don't have the technique. Guitar is hard. So, Sometimes you just got to make it work. Yeah, you do have to make it work by buying another guitar. <laughs> yeah, when in doubt, just buy more plugins and gear. Well, I wanted to mention the guitar because mm. um, I wanted to use it sort of as an analogy to speak mm. about voices. Oh, wait, wait because... a minute. You, you're tying it all together. <laughs> you, thought I, you thought I was just excited about something. No, 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 no. So we have to talk about what voices are in a synthesizer. So okay. let me give the like nerd definition first. A voice is in a synthesizer one sing one signal path yeah. from oscillator or like a MIDI gate into um the amp. Right? It's one one signal path. Mm -hmm. And if a synth is mono, that can mean that it is not necessarily of one voice synth. Right? Monophonic meaning one um, like one note at a time. Right. That's what a monophonic synth is. It plays one note at a time. And if you try to press two keys down at the same time, whatever key happens second will play. Right? If you, if you press it, 
you'll press one a millisecond earlier than the other one. It'll play that note for a millisecond, then switch to the other one. So the big question, That's why can't they just all be not monophonic? Because wouldn't that be great? It would be great, but it has to do with the hardware inside of the hardware synthesizer. Mm. So a really rudimentary uh, monophonic synthesizer would be one voice, mm -hmm. one signal path that goes through whatever you want, depending on how you route it, and then comes out of the amp one, one freaking thing. Right. Right? But yeah. if you wanted to play with a monophonic synth with four voices, you could theoretically do something slightly different with those four voices and have different signal paths. Right. So then there's you're kind of getting your wires crossed there. <laughs> you're getting your wires crossed. And mine are certainly being crossed in this episode because this was really confusing. So, I yeah, like my first thought, like your first thought was like, why would you want that? Yeah. <laughs> like, why would you want to do that? Especially for a monophonic synth. Well, there's this great thing called chorus. Mm. That's a thing, right? And for a lot of those bass synths, especially the Moog from the 70s and 80s, you have the characteristic big chorusy bass sound. Right. Right. I mean, we can just we can just pull up freaking anything we want. What what is chorus again? It's like is it like a <clears throat> doubling or? Yeah. So a chorus in the traditional sense, it would take the signal of whatever's coming in, mm -hmm. and it will duplicate it. Yeah. And both detune it slightly and adjust the timing slightly. And it does that multiple uh. times, you know, depending on how thick, quote unquote, you want the chorus to be. Um, mm -hmm. There are choruses that just split them. You know, most like like typical choruses will split your signal twice. So you'll have three signals, one in the, one the original and two duplicates. Mm -hmm. And it will detune the two the same way. The same amount just in opposite directions okay. so one will be you know 10 cents sharp and one will be 10 cents flat and then they'll do the same thing to the alignment right and that way you don't get any like sound waves canceling each other out and it just makes it i guess that's why it's called chorus you think of a bunch of singers singing the same thing you're making one signal into multiple signals that are slightly different but overall come together to have a larger voice Right. Can you imagine if uh, 16 singers sang exactly the same waveform in exactly the same way? It would sound like, what would weird. it, I mean, what would it sound like? It'd sound weird. I have no idea. Well, it would just sound like one person singing as loud as 16 people. It would be a oh, re yeah. one really loud dude. <laughs> yeah, if it was exactly the same, then yeah, there's no yeah. color, I guess. There's no life. That's right. And we can sort of translate that to a synthesizer, right? So let's say a synthesizer has 16 voices mm -hmm. and we tell that synth, I want you to play all 16 voices through the same one oscillator, Whoa. the same way, then it would just be that same synth 16 times louder. Yeah. I mean, sort of, it's like, that's complicated. It doesn't matter, but um, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what it would be. Yep. And if you wanted like a four voice monophonic synthesizer to have chorus, you would route that voice into the chorus effect. And that chorus effect would take one voice and detune it up, one voice and detune it down. But you would still you would still only be able to play that one oscillator one time. Right. One you know, one frequency at a time. Yep. Okay. And so from what I can tell, 
A polyphonic synthesizer has either 8, 16, 32, or sometimes very rarely 64 voices. And the trick is, you know, programming the synth to be able to handle which voices do what and how voices are routed. Yeah. And so there's like a ton of really complicated stuff that you can get into. And I'm sure like synth designers will be able to like elaborate on that a lot further. I'm starting to think it through because everything we do, like we were saying in the last episode, we don't say, Hey, you're playing a, a four forty one. Like we say, Hey, you're a little bit sharp. Like, can, can yeah. you, t- like, you know, we don't talk <laughs> in Hertz, you know? So there's all these yeah. things that we do as musicians where we translate kind of into our own language. But then when we look at the synth, we start to understand the hardware and why things are built the way they were because someone had to build it from the ground up, right? They made the oscillator, which makes the sound and the envelope, which kind of gives it some more shape and all these things that we've been talking about. Um, Mm -hmm. So now when I start to think, okay, how are you literally going to program 16 different voices to travel through all these different parts of the synthesizer at the same time, not mess with each other and get out the other side? That seems mathematically complex to say the least (laughs) yeah it is and what we have to keep in mind is that there are voice things to play with and voice things sound different and so this would be an episode of like kind of understanding the math behind it and kind of understanding the theory behind it but really just like playing with parameters and Mm. knowing they exist you know know the parameters exist know what kind of what they sound like and don't worry about what happens behind the board it's fine it's okay. I mean, so the way I like to um, think about voices uh-huh. is like a guitar is a six voice synthesizer, right? It has six six different strings. And the strings are all tuned differently, which you could do theoretically if you had six different oscillators. You could have them all tuned to whatever you want so that mm-hmm. when, you, when you play, when you send the synthesizer through an amp, it uh, plays that note. So here's my amp, my finger. There's the there's the there's the note. But you could theoretically play if I tuned them all, if the, all these strings to the same note, I could just like strum it, and it would be, you know, there would be different timbres for each of these, so different ring mods, <laughs> you know, different <laughs> ring mods on each of them, right? Because of yeah. the different string gauges and you know the dust particles on them and stuff. But yeah, you would have a six voice monophonic synthesizer and if i just like had my finger and i I kept moving it up yeah you would would be changing notes on the whole synthesizer um and all the notes would be the same got it it. makes sense yeah yeah it does it's a good way to visualize it just sort of um yeah thinking about like it, it gets a little confusing when you're thinking about signals going through hardware but when yeah. you just think about strings, it's sort of like, okay, there's six things that can resonate and make sound right now. Right. It's like more or less that's what's happening inside the synthesizer. And yep. the more voices that are happening and the more modern the synth, the more complicated it gets. Right. Mm-hmm. So like which voice is be- being sent to which oscillator? Um, you know, is there a voice being sent separately to the noise? Um, and is the- there's a noise generator in a lot of synths, as we've been mm. seeing. Like, is that a different voice or yeah is that its own oscillator like you know how is how are we going to deal with that i don't know that's the secret i have no idea what's going on and i don't want to know all i do know is that um when we pull up massive Mm -hmm. and we go 
into the voicing section. Voicing. It has a max and a unisono thing. And here's polyphonic, monophonic, and mono rotate. So we can change the uh, the kind of synth that, that this is. Whoa. Um, so I think this is the, yeah, this is the same pad that we had before. So I'm playing a C major chord, but if we change it to monophonic, I'm playing the same C major chord, but only one note's coming out, baby. Okay, so yep. digitally you can just change it instantly on a dime. That's right. Yeah, on Massive you can. On most synthesizers, I don't think that really makes sense. But on Massive huh. and like Serum, you totally can. Got it, okay. Mm -hmm. So, um, now we need to talk about what happens if I, when I change the amount of voices that happen, right? So I believe that all 16 voices are being used whenever I play a C major chord, right? Well, yep. uses all 16 to make this chord? I think so. Whoa. Well, what happens when I change it to like one? Here's one voice. It's like a monophonic synth. There's only one voice, so it can only go play one note. Makes sense? Yeah, makes sense. What happens if I change it to uh, two? I hear two notes. Okay. I'm still playing three notes on the MIDI keyboard, but it doesn't have enough voices for that. Yeah. So I play, do four notes, four. Okay. So we have enough voices to accommodate, right? We're probably only using three voices right now. That's the thing. Um, when I change to eight, as opposed to four, about the same. So, so now, it sounds like a one-to-one -one ratio. Like each voice is literally a key that you press. Mm -hmm. More or is less, that right? yeah. Yes. And okay. here's where it starts to get weird. There's a unisono parameter in Massive. And uh -oh. this, I think this is called other things in different synths. I think a different synths that could be chorus. I think it could be um, spread. That's a knob I see a lot too. Mm. But what's happening is that you're telling the synth, okay, I want you to allocate some of these voices and sl and detune them slightly, right? Whoa, and so you're making it bigger. Yeah, you're thickening it up. So let's, let's change this to two. So that's kind of going back and forth. Yeah. You can hear it, it gets thinner and bigger and thinner and bigger. That's right. And um, I think what the unisono and the spread functions do is this controls how many of the voices are being split off of the original. Right, okay. You know? And so, so then if we... you set the unisono, quick question, if you set the yeah. unisono to uh, two and you set the voices to one, what would that do? Would that mess everything Unis up? The unisono automatically goes back down to one. Oh, the unisono cannot be bigger than the number of voices because the unisono is a split of every voice that's in there. Yeah. Got it. I think okay, you're, okay. Te you're telling it how many of the voices to split and yeah. to send to you know the spreader function or whatever. And that's sort of the idea. So this original patch was 16 voices. 
and it originally had a two unisono on the preset. Okay. The thing about this patch is that the pitch cutoff was on. So this is under unisono spread, for those of you mm -hmm. on audio. Unisono spread, the pitch cutoff was off. We need to turn it on. And there's a sliding scale between zero and one. So I think that is a sliding scale between zero and one semitone. slid it all the way over. I don't think so you can hear all the voices detune there. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. Well, at least the, uh, like a certain number of them are being split. Yeah. But this is this is at like 25 percent. Totally different sound. It's really it cool. It is totally different. It's thicker. It's cool. It is cool. So what happened? Okay, let's turn it all the way up. And then let's change the unisono. To my this ear, becomes like a block chord. Yeah, uh, to my ear, less of the original intention, less of the original signal is, is in there. I think yeah. more more voices are being allocated over to the side. Yeah. So that's sort of how you control the voices um, in massive. Is you can you know if you wanted to have a ton of voices, maybe like a thirty-two voice synth. Mm -hmm. and have a ton of them be spread a little bit, that'd be fun. Yeah. Um, you can control that in massive, you know? That's and pretty with, cool. I think this is this is some of the like super nerd stuff because a lot of what gives sense to their character is how they deal with voices and how um, different, how, how much control you as the user have on, um, you know, different voices and stuff. Yeah, totally. Because it's, I mean, it's an element of, Kind of with most of the things that we've added, if you set it to the extreme, it's not usually what you want. It kind of starts to take over. But like we've demonstrated in that pad that we're building over the last couple episodes, we kind of take the thing we demonstrated in the extremes in the episode and then put it in, but just a little bit, sometimes almost unnoticeable. Sometimes we want it to be a little noticeable. Sometimes we want it to be kind of just below that threshold. And overall, it just makes it more alive, adds more color. Um, so this is another example of kind of like you'd use a chorus to make something sound a little bit bigger. You can kind of split voices and use those voices to help grow your sound's character. True. And usually the application for playing with voices does have to do with pitch and tuning. Mm. Um, and usually when you talk about like a polyphonic synth, you're talking about a synth with enough voice capacity to handle multiple notes, right? So like if you want to play a big chord with like nine notes, you're going to need a synth with at least nine voices, if not more, because there are different voices that need to, to go into like the noise and maybe the sub. Or if you have a synth that allows you to like double the signal and put it down an octave, that, that happens too. Oh, then yeah. you'll, you'll need synth, like voice allocation for that. Yeah, so voice is kind of... Uh... It's like an ambiguous thing. It's hard to really nail down what a voice might be, but it's kind of any signal. Like it comes down to what signal does the synth need to be able to provide as a sound. And sometimes right. when you put an effect on a signal, it might not be a whole new voice, but other times it's, hey, if you want another layer that's an octave down, that actually takes, it allocates a whole other voice. That's how it's essentially programmed into the synth. Yeah. And I'm sure someone smarter than me could answer this question, but... It seems like some synths 
use a voice for the LFO generation. Oh. You know, or like if there is an LFO, that's just like a voice going. Yeah. And it should. I don't know if that's true. It was really, really difficult to like figure out if that was always the case. Sometimes the right. case or never the case. <laughs> but I well, believe that was like sometimes a thing. Let's say you have an LFO in your synth and you're just designing the synth and you have only, let's just say you only have four voices on the synth. Um, so then do you show the user that you have four voices, but if you're using the LFO, you have three? Or do you just show the user you have three voices and the LFO is always available? Right. I don't know. I have no <laughs> it gets, idea. <laughs> it gets complicated and it's kind uh, of like, who cares? Just whatever the synth gives you work with. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's just like the point of this series is to like recognize when the synth is trying to tell you like, hey, this is kind of what I'm doing. Yeah. And to be able to like, you know, turn the knob and expect it to do something. That's not to like understand exactly what's going on behind the, all the wires. There yeah. are resources for sure to learn how to do that. Um, but this is this is practical stuff. So, ju I mean, just to sort of demonstrate, let's just open a random, like, synth thing as weird as we can possibly get. Nice. And see if we can spot, like, the tuning stuff and the spread. Um, oh, the this is a valuable like, skill right here because let's try. this is how this is how you work through any synth that you find, right? Yep. Okay. okay, so I just I accidentally just closed this, but I had um this new thing that I just downloaded. It's a random Max for Live patch that someone okay. made. It's called Pir by Lifta. Um Okay. It's got a cool triangle on the visual. That's what I'm seeing. Here's what it sounds stock. That's what it sounds stock. Cool. Love it. It's kind of like a string. <gasps> it's microtonal. It's microtonal. <gasps> it's very plucky. Wait, I can't even hear that. How can you hear that? Whoa. Here, so I'm going to play um, a C major scale going up. Okay. Not a scale, not a scale. I'm going to play C major triads going up. I'm just going to sort of roll them. Hear how it got really flat? That kind of happens on guitars, doesn't it? A little a bit. A little bit. Not that much, though. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of intense. That's way flatter. Wait, let's let's figure out how much flat. <laughs> I didn't even realize this was this cool. Okay, so if we pull up a tuning plugin, that's telling me that this is like 0.9 cents flat. And what is this? Almost 40 cents flat. Wow. That is insane. I wonder if it's linear. That's 20 cents flat, the octave below. So it's half? That's sa that's seven cents flat. Yeah, it's like it's it's attenuated all different. Wow, this oh. is actually a really cool sound. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Micro, we should really do like a microtonal episode. Yeah, because we always have to ask everything is like in Western music. You know, it's probably time to special hey. guest, <laughs> special <laughs> guest. <laughs> oh, what's up, y'all? Eli, what's we're up, talking Eli? About, uh, we're talking about. Oh, give, me, give me some headphones. Yeah, yeah. Here you go. Here you go. We're talking about us, uh, uh, voice, voices and synths. Voices and synths. We're doing a big synth uh, series. Okay, okay, okay. I yeah. Like what that. do you know about this? What do you know about, about this whole voices? Thing? Yeah. Like like how many voices per synth? Like like, well so we we have covered the whole thing where a synth can either be monophonic and polyphonic. Yeah yeah. And we have covered the whole fact of like 
a synth needs uh, a voice in order to like have a signal flow. Exactly. All that stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's the one perk between analog and digital synths. With digital synths, you can typically have like infinite voices depending on your CPU. That's true. Then I have my profit, which is eight voices, mm -hmm. and I have a 16 voice option, which is like beautiful. Mm -hmm. But uh, I feel like with the analog realm, like 16 is sort of like the like the big boy realm. Really? But uh, I feel like, or even with the Roland Boutiques, they're like four voice. Yeah. Four voice synth, really? Exactly. Jeez. So you can't play more than four notes. Yeah. Right? And we were trying to figure this out earlier. Do you, so it, will a synth take a voice if there's like an LFO inside the synth, like going well, does somewhere? That, does that take a voice? Yeah. No. Okay. The, the LFO is like its own voice. So like Got the it. LFO is basically like a really low frequency that's just modulating whatever you want. Yep. We've so. covered LFOs. We know all about LFOs. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we weren't sure like how the voices all played into that. Although if you were to stack like, let's say you had two waveforms, that second waveform will take a voice. So if you press two notes together, that's technically four voices. Oh. Yeah, yeah. You have two so if you're like have a wavetable synth. Yeah, yeah. And each so if an oscillator has like a um like in massive okay let's pull up massive let's, pull up massive. let's do this thing let's do this thing well yeah, yeah. actually i'm learning so much i'm curious if it is the same with digital stuff because i know with the profit if you have um two waveforms on that takes up two of the voices well that would make sense okay so mm -hmm. each oscillator is going between two different waves and that's a wavetable position so each yeah. oscillator is actually playing two voices right i believe so Oh my God, I had no idea. Wow, enlightened. I love you just show up and you're just, you're just dropping knowledge instantly. I knew this would happen. <laughs> I knew my buddy Eli was coming over. I'm like, wait, this is perfect. Cause hey, I'm... and happy birthday, by the way. Oh, thank you, sir. It's thank his birthday. you very much. Guys, check out Yeti Bear on uh, Spotify. Just dropped a sick song with Pranav recently and is oh, yeah. uh, doing some crazy stuff. It's doing good. Actually doing crazy stuff. Song with Voice Critical dropping on the 27th. That's true. This guy co-produced it. I did. We're doing a song with Moist Critical. If you've heard of him, it's really stinky. It's pretty, it's pretty I, yucky. I love it. I'm yucky. super excited to listen to that. Okay. So we were actually just pulling up this random... Um, yeah, check dude, this, this thing out. This thing is cool. It's sweet. It's actually microtonal. I had no idea. But I downloaded okay. this random Max for Live like, synth thing. This yeah, like, yeah. patch that someone made. Yeah, right. It's like got a triangle thing. It like detunes and go up. It's attenuated all weird. Like. But I have never, uh, like, I haven't played with this thing yet. I downloaded yeah. it three days ago. Okay, but okay. we were, so our exercise, just to demonstrate to all the people, mm -hmm. um, is, okay, so we know about tuning. We know about voices. Can mm -hmm. we pull up a random thing and just look at what's going on and be able to manipulate it? So it looks like there's spread here. Spread is one of those key words. Yeah. Let's turn up the spread. Oh, it's a chorus. It's, it's chorus. Yeah. Cool. So what that's doing is it's allocating, well, it, you know, it might be allocating each voice, but, um, I mean, in a regular synth, it would be, those voices would be, would be split and then tuned differently. And then tuned, yeah. Um, but in this case, the, the, uh, it's more likely the signal path is being duplicated because it's. So why is it called? spread instead of chorus you know i know it's not like a, a wave of course this seems like it's like splitting the, the tune of certain notes so you have like a consistent out of key and in key one or one slightly more sharp and one more flat that's right that's oh so spread is kind of referring to the fact that it's going both ways at once 
kind of. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. That's that's actually really good to know. Okay. I'm yeah, pretty he, sure. He's probably flipping the phase in one of them so it doesn't cause chaos. Oh, wait. I was wrong. I think it actually is using oh. voices. Look. Look at this little drop-down yeah, menu. So it was set to six. Of, uh... Well, so it was set to six before. We have 12 max. Oh, let's try 12. Let's change it to 12. Sounds like cleaner. <laughs> okay, so I, I kind of want this is like really plucky. I wonder what happens. We have a character knob. Okay, that's like more more high end. Yeah. Filter. Type. That's your waveform. Right. Oh, nice kinda, here. Kinda I couldn't figure like. that one out. Soften. What do you think this is? Ooh. Soften. Um. I'll bet you it's the filter too. I'll bet you it's not the attack, though. I think it's the whole filter. Let's see. So. Oh, it oh, is the it attack. Is, it like, is the attack. Yeah. Wow, this is like a pop quiz that I would have failed. <laughs> <laughs> Decay. Well, we know what that is. <laughs> okay. So, like, soften is literally just attack. Yeah, soften is just, like, it's sort of, like, in the analog world, the analog instrument world, it'd be, like, how hard are we hitting that mallet? <laughs> oh yeah you know, like how like how hard is the pick coming down on the string you know so do you think they labeled that soften just to be a little bit more descriptive than saying attack absolutely yeah yeah, yeah i think so a more flavor yeah it's very like user-friendly yeah user-friendly it's good of course but we still like even it it is a weird synth like it's a weird microtonal synth with like not a lot of customizability we were still able to pinpoint okay here's the spread and here's yep. the amount of voices so we yep. know we know what that is now we can look at it and be like oh i kind of expect to know what this does i'm looking for a bigger chorus sound there it is that's the whole point of this whole thing yeah and that's kind of the whole point of the whole synth series really is like what are those building blocks that you can just go find in any synth and you know i'm gonna train up a little bit but it's pretty sick to see you guys just like figure out what all those are by ear if the label uh isn't making sense <laughs> it's cool well it's like i do have a lot of practice sucking at synthesis and so <laughs> i've i have had to get way good at being like oh th like by ear like this is this is what's going on yeah like, what's going on yeah yeah for sure lovely yeah eli even mentioned something really quietly back there he's like oh a little fm going on there Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little frequency modulation, it maybe. Like, oh, it yeah? sounds like a modified version of like operator with like some. It probably is. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It probably is. That's no, cool. I like this thing. This thing's fun. It's, it's really fun. cool. Nice find. What's it called? Yeah. Is it called P Y R? Yeah, Pur. Pur by Ilta. Ilta. Oh yeah, Eli hasn't seen the telly yet. <laughs> it's a beautiful. Um, I was using it to. I was using it as an analogy to explain voices. I don't know if that was right. I mean, that kind of makes sense. Like each string is a voice. Okay, I did it. Yep. I, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Expert confirmed right here. Oh, You're just go. in time, Eli. We, we oh my god! Come in just then. We've been doing just... a big long synth series. So we started with oscillator, <laughs> yeah. and we moved to filter, or we yep. moved to um, envelope, yeah, then yeah. filter, and then. So now we're getting into the territory that like I'm, I'm like kind of nervous about. Like yeah, I don't yeah. know as much, but okay, okay. But we're we're struggling to get there. So let's go to our synth that we're making. All right. Um. Eli, we're making a synth from scratch. Like in Max? In uh, Tyrell. Oh, in Tyrell? Yeah. We're... Oh, like you're making a preset. Yep, we're making oh, a I preset. Like, I thought you were making a synth. Oh, we're like building one? <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah. <laughs> like, oh my god. <laughs> That's quite a process. No, we're using Uhi. <laughs> we're using Uhi Tyrell. 
Um, easy to use, super easy, like very analog style. I mean, it even has um, built-in grime on the on the face of it, so oh, that's yeah. kind of fun. Oh yes, <laughs> just to give you that old. It looks feeling, like worn you know? hardware, you know. Yeah, it sure does. Because every recording engineer has gross fingers for some reason. That's true. I mean, <laughs> you gotta be eating fries or. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're just eating burgers. So okay, what do we notice about this synth when we try to look for voices and like everything? So we have mode. Voices, mode. There's your poly mono. Poly mono. Yeah, yeah. Legato and duo. I mean duo. I don't know. We want to stick with polyphonic because we are building a pad after all. Hmm. What do voices this synth go up to? Well, that's the thing. It oh, says okay, eight. Oh, supposed to be like a traditional synth kind of. So here's my question for you, Eli. Why does it say voices one? Uh, that's so it's basically one voice. Or how's it playing? That's what I'm saying. How's it playing that? I think it might just be a stupid guy. Is it flipped? So what if we change it to eight voices? That oh, feels like I see. one so voice. What it's doing? It's poly. It's so it's in this digital. It's just polyphonic. No matter what, if you want to polyphonic, but with the eight, it basically just stacks eight waveforms on top of each other. So now you have essentially eight oscillators, I think. Oh. Which is kind of weird because that like, is weird. This phrase a bit off. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't oh. really make sense. Yeah, oh, it's so... like with massive. If you said to like, um, or if you want to go back to massive, I actually have a good uh, way of explaining this kind of. We may have explained it just before you came, but oh, do, yeah, do it was, anyway. Yeah, under like the unit, that guy right there, the max. And if you basically go crazy with those, you get shit ton of sound. So is it just yeah. stacking the same, <laughs> like the same signal going through the synth over and over and over? Yeah, and so there must be some knob that controls like the spread of like the pitch of them. Otherwise, you're just gonna get okay. like a phasey kind of thing. Yeah, right. You gotta deal but, with phases. Yeah. Right, right. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, we were playing with the unisono thing before you showed up. We were playing with like the pitch yeah. cutoff and stuff. We. So I'm gonna say yeah. too. If you go under oscillator here, mm -hmm. um, and you hit uh, what you call it. Oh, you have restart via gate on there already. So if you turn this off, it will like so. Let's see. Is this a synth? Yeah. So, that. so restart by gate starts all the oscillators on the same point at the same time, because like uh, they're constantly moving oh. in pitch. Oh, so that's the phase there. You can kind of select where you want them to start. Yeah. So I imagine see. like you have like your waveform. It's consistently moving at its pitch. So like it's constantly going. So when you hit it, it's like random basically. But when you hit restart via gate, when you hit a key, it starts all those oscillators at the same time, like on the same part. Oh, so you so. like minimize phasing at the start of the note. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. So if you're making like saws, it can sound pretty cool. Oh, jeez. Nice. Dude, voices are so important. I had no idea. No, it's wild. Good for speaking, good for synthesizing. That's what's up. Good for speaking. Voices are really important for speaking. I wish they I was are. polyphonic. Sometimes I wish I was polyphonic too. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now I'm noticing we have chorus down here. Which is probably Oh maybe that is some honestly this synth is kind of it's kind of, I mean, almost janky. I want to say, ooh, it's janky. I love it. I mean, <laughs> Uhi is is famous for being true to analog routing. Yeah. And so yeah. this is probably of. I have a couple of the Uhi synths. They have another one. It's like it's a got like a Russian sounding name. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Um, I forget what that one's called, but it sounds kind of buttery. You know what we should do? We should bring Eli in for um what we were talking about before. So we mentioned earlier. Yeah. We were like, well. Most synths are tuned in stepwise mm -hmm. formation because, like, why would you want to, like, go searching for the hertz in a knob? Right. Unless you're making, like, weird ambient atonal Russian soundscapes. Right. Especially like, Russian. Like, like well, like the synth that you have. 
Oh, that yeah, yeah, the right. the weirdo since the, the weirdo Lyra synth. and the Solar Fifty. Yeah, the the Lyra especially. Yeah. We should play with that um as a bonus episode. We have a lot of bonus episodes. The yeah, this <laughs> series is will never die. <laughs> but that's a synth that's structured in a very weird way. And now it's cool because you have like manual control over each voice because like there's basically eight waveforms right next to each other and there's metal pads that you can control. So it's like whatever finger uses like a voice. Right. And then you can so buy that, that independently. That's an, that's an example of what we were talking about at the beginning of the episode. Like a, a synth that's sort of built for a keyboard is going to allocate its voices in a way that makes the most sense for a keyboard, right? right. So if you're like splitting notes, it'll allocate each, you know, each note, each voice for a note. But what he's saying is that you can you have manual control over each voice in the synth. So that's cool too, because like <laughs> usually the typical analog synth, like the filter would control all the oscillators or all the voices. With the Lyra, you have fil- independent filters for each voice, so you can basically go crazy with like creating whatever you want. And that's just the way the synth is set up. So that's the way it's routed. Yeah, yeah. You're never I really love it because at the beginning of the series, I was like. Every synth is different, and that's annoying because it's confusing. I don't know how to figure this out. But now kind of knowing the building blocks, it's actually every synth different, but that's awesome because it's just like a new way to think about making the sound, right? It's like kind of a new yeah. like creative decision area. Absolutely. Definitely. It's lovely. So, I mean, in theme with this, with, this, uh, with this series, should we mess with the chorus a little bit? Let's do it. Okay. Boom. So here's a C major chord. Our beautiful synth. Okay, that's way different. <laughs> that is way different. Did you just turn it on? What did you do? I just turned it on. I just turned the chorus on. <laughs> Maybe that's all we need to do. That's all I did. Really, really wide it's really big. Okay, what happened? So we have a drop down dramatic. menu classic. We have classic, dramatic, and ensemble. Let's let's. That's more wobbly. Yeah, that's changing the whole global tune, which we're already doing. We're already uh, doing that. So we don't need that. We don't need that. I mean, you can kind of see it. Like, if for those of you on video, if you look at the EQ8, look at like look at all the waveforms are going like this. Just a little bit. Oh yeah, they kind of. <laughs> but they're already doing that anyway. If we turn it off. Yeah. Oh, that's a little bit. Yeah, we're we're actually routing another external LFO to the detune. <laughs> oh, I'm seeing that. We did an episode. Right, right. Yeah. We we did a we did a um episode on like global tune and pitch yeah, bend yeah. earlier, so we like messed with that. But this is the guy way of doing it. The guy way. <laughs> we didn't have enough LFOs in the synth, so we had to make more. Exactly. That's ensemble. Ooh, I kind of like, like that. Ensemble is cool. It's almost what like a phaser too. Yeah. Yeah. What do you want, Blake? Do you want ensemble or classic? I think I kind of like classic. All right. Classic's got that sauce. Is that boring? My eye. <laughs> no, I like classic no, too. No, I love it's, it. It's the classic. It's, it's a classic beautiful. Just a little bit, yeah. Mm. Tasteful. We got depth. Kind of beautiful, but I think we're good with the chorus, and so so that's uh, it. Wait, can we hear it one more time? Just Let's hear it one more time with that wait, chorus. E- Eli, Eli, take us away. Well, how many voices? Okay, okay. Let's how many? <laughs> Unlimited voices, bro. That's Let me give lovely. You I'll play too. Oh, I'm playing yeah. bass.
this is like this is a sweet preset. That's, a nice That's not bad. That's not a bad patch, bro. It's not bad. Actually, every iteration of it has kind of been its own good preset that could be used. I think. <laughs> I think it's true. I mean, cool like, yeah, well. even just the waveform episode. Yeah, <laughs> we could have used that. <laughs> that one was nice. <laughs> It's true. All right. Well, that's it. I'll let you guys get to your thing and uh, much love, everybody. Much love. Bye.